0: Are you down for the liberation of black people? Do we always have to talk politics? What's more important? Do you ever take time off? Nah, it's a lifetime job.
1: Um, Yo, your face.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna
1: say, is it Boys in the Hood?
0: Nah. Oh, I th- you you thinking that was like Lawrence Fishburne, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, nah, yeah. nah.
1: Damn. Um. Take another stab at it. Uh, shit. No, it's one of those fucking black, black movies.
0: I mean, all of these are black, black
1: movies. No, I mean, like, real, real black, black. Like,
0: black, black. I'm black, y'all.
1: Yeah. Um, shit.
0: Ding, ding, ding. Shut up.
1: <laughs> um, damn. I really thought I had it with Boys in the Hood. You clearly did not. Because he gave that that little speech.
0: I mean, he gave a lot of little speeches, you right? I ain't going to give you something easy. Come
1: on. I don't know. What is it?
0: The Black Klansman.
1: I ain't watched that before. (laughs) What?
0: What? Okay, so clearly. Okay. Clearly, we got a movie that we got to watch. What's that with
1: Denzel, son? Yeah. Oh, no. I didn't watch that.
0: Mm -hmm. See? see you be you be having me ready to revoke your black card every day well at least you knew who the lead actor was so kudos thank to you. you thank you kudos to you You lost i get
1: half point right
0: nah you don't get a half point for knowing that that what? was denzel's son you haven't seen the movie
1: but i knew he was in the movie oh, uh
0: God. what's up y'all what's Welcome up y'all? to another episode of oh my
1: oh my goodness
0: episode 33. 33. Oh, my fucking nice Oh, my. We're not doing this. I'm not even going to try to do this with you. I'm not going to go there. We're just going to right Or you could say tres,
1: tres. Can okay. one
0: of y'all please hit the inbox, right? Whether it be a Duolingo course or, like, just receipts to show him that that's not how it's supposed to sound. Like, you that's not how You don't even have to go.
1: say tres. Um, like, you know how you could say catorce, and
0: what the fuck does that have to do with saying 3 i I'm not. I told you I'm not no, doing this.
1: You could say you don't. If you don't know how to say thirty-three in Spanish, you could say tres e tres. Says who? And that's three plus three. Three plus three is six.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Y'all know what I mean, right? What are you loving? Tres, just, know. Wait, tres, no, just Wait, tres. Wait, I going to get this. Tres e once. That means tres times 11
0: 33. What are you loving on this week? <laughs> I'm
1: loving on.
0: <laughs> I'm not
1: doing this. I'm loving on therapy, guys. Um, yes, I'm beaming over here like booba. A proud mama. booba oh my made gosh, booba. I didn't make
0: you do no, anything. she didn't make me, but
1: she encouraged me to uh, go to therapy and see a therapist. Um, as you guys know i've been dealing with you know the alcohol um being addicted to that um anger you know all all types of, all types of shit um that you know you you like everybody deals with on a daily basis um but uh refuse to or ignore like their what would i say like just ignore it all oh
0: and like brush it under the rug. Basically, yeah yeah basically because you, you go it. through it swallow yeah you see it,
1: yeah. your family members go through it it's it's, it's, it's been normalized, normalized. Yeah. yeah to the point where you you don't see you have a problem
0: mm-hmm. it's crazy though like the su- suffering is normalized yeah but seeking help and mental health is not it's changing <clears> thank <throat> god but continuing.
1: yeah so uh recently this week i, I was I saw a sore therapist um, on zoom cause you know, the Corona is still out there. <laughs> the corona. Um, and it was an interesting experience. I told Booba that cause she asked me how, how was it after I finished? And I, I was like, it felt like when you leave, well for me, cause I'm a happy contract, <laughs> um, when you leave a doctor's office after you've been, um, after you told the doctor, Oh, I'm having trouble breathing. Um, I can't breathe. Or you think something's wrong with you, and you need the doctor's validation mm-hmm. to basically make you feel at ease. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's how I felt when I finished the this, this session with my therapist. Um, she made me like look into like my mood and look into even before drinking. Before I will have a drink, she told me to to see how I was before. I had a drink and if I needed a drink, when, Mm -hmm. like what time do you usually crave a drink or when you're passing liquor store, how's, how's that feeling? Mm -hmm. Um, she gave me like a chart to follow. So it was real, you know, I got a lot of insight from, you know, that's that one session. Um, and I continue to see her. I'm going to continue to see her, um, as the weeks go on, I'm gonna see her once a week. And I think it's um, heading in the right direction.
0: So were you, because I mm-hmm. think a lot of the times when people think therapy, um, especially black men, um, because you're told to kind of hold the weight on your shoulders. And you saying that like you felt kind of like a release. It was like a, a a weight being lifted off your shoulders. right? Whereas I think a lot of people, when they think of therapy, they think of judgment. They think of something being wrong with them. Right, um, as opposed to thinking of it as like a necessary um, step for growth and like insight.
1: Um, yeah. So yeah, basically, like you know, like she said, you could lie and do all this stuff, but and then there you're hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. she's getting paid. You know,
0: Either basically
1: <laughs> for you to lie to her. So it's like it's not it's not benefiting you. So it's just like just lay it all out there and just try to seek help and whatever you're having issues with.
0: Were you nervous when you first started to talk? Were you like, did you have your guard up at first?
1: Hell yeah. Ah. I don't know this lady. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, yeah, you know, you know, we, we're just getting to know each other and mm-hmm. tell me about yourself, you know. I mean, that part is not so bad, but the after like 20 minute mark, 25 minute mark, then you start talking about, oh, like, like, all right, why Why are, why you, are here? you here? Type yeah. shit, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, all right, I know your name. I know you have no siblings and shit. Yeah. <laughs> you have two parents. Okay, like, what's the real shit? <laughs> like, that's how I felt. But it was cool, though. Um, 45-minute session. Went by fast.
0: Yeah, you did say that. You was like, oh, I just realized we are at the end of it. Because when you're speaking, it's just when you're releasing it. At least that's how I felt, too. It's like when you're releasing it, you don't really notice how much time has passed and it's kind of standing still a little bit, but just because you're letting everything that's been held up out.
1: Yeah. Like when she said, yeah, um, we're going to about to wrap it up. You got any questions? I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> like, shit. Damn. Okay. But yeah. Therapy I think is good for everyone. Yep. Even she said she sees a therapist, my therapist sees a therapist. So yep. You don't have to think that it has to be something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. You know, we go through shit in life. Everybody go through shit in life where, you know, you need that person to vent to and kind of tell you how to navigate life, you know, because you might get lost.
0: Everyone gets lost, but it's finding your way. It's corny as hell. Finding
1: finding the light.
0: Finding the light. The end of the tunnel. I'm proud of you.
1: Thanks, (laughs) Booba. What are you loving on this week?
0: Um, I'm loving on grace, like giving yourself grace, giving others grace, but really, especially giving yourself grace. Um, that was, I guess, kind of powered too, by what you were saying, like you went to therapy, I know that it was, I wouldn't say scary for you, but new, you know, so, um, i'm very proud of the fact that you kind of went into it with an open mind right and you gave yourself the grace of knowing like it's not about something being wrong with me it's about me seeking to you know just better myself right and that starts with really intrinsically looking at like your trauma like what you've been through uh what you've held in, which you've mm-hmm. released, like how you navigate the world, which we'll get into in just a little bit because there's a lot of shit going on. Oh yeah. Um yep. and really not thinking that it's on you to hold that shit in and that you're weak if you don't. Right. Mm-hmm. So like giving That's yourself true. grace to know that there's there's nothing wrong with you. You know everyone has own shit, kind of like what Drew was saying. Um but it's really just kind of giving yourself um a level of grace to figure shit out you know however that looks like mm. you know um yeah been exactly. some trying ass motherfucking times oh yeah so oh, yeah. give yourself grace give yourself grace
1: yeah you don't have to be so hard on yourself mm-hmm. um everybody deserves grace you know at some point
0: mm-hmm.
1: nobody's a superhero yeah exactly. can't do it by yourself mm-hmm. so just give yourself that time
0: yep but what are we going to talk about? This is your brainchild, actually. So I'm going to let you introduce the topic. Y'all can kind of um tell by the title, but also kind of tell insofar as um kind of a theme, what we've talked about, grace-giving, therapy, trauma, um, what we're going to talk about today. But go ahead. Tell the people.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I was really, oh, by the way, rest in peace, DMX.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> what kind of I fucking mean, dog was that i
1: got i got yara on my chest guys what the
0: fuck does that have to do with whatever um, i got picture dog that you just who, yeah i probably sound like
1: bow wow but
0: wow. i got yara on my nah, chest Bow Wow didn't even sound like that
1: listen you i got sounded like a i got yara on my chest i can't really Chihuahua.
0: what the <laughs>
1: fuck was that i got yara on my chest she's sleeping right now Dude, please Do not i blame, can't really yell do not blame my i want to yell
0: like Dang but us. yeah I
1: agree that was a pathetic um
0: that was horrible dog bark. Yeah. RIP, DMX. I, I was I was loving on also kind of the the flowers that people were giving him. I do appreciate that people were giving him his flowers while he was here. It wasn't one of those instances where people only appreciated what he meant for the culture mm-hmm. before he passed. Um he generally got his flowers like and he again in terms of grace that that's a perfect segue to like him mm. having you know, mm-hmm. the struggles and the suffering that he did, but then kind of finding mm-hmm. redemption within himself and really being a pillar for people, praying at concerts, like, and just, you know, just being authentically yourself and giving yourself grace to kind of yeah. exist even in your flaws. Yeah, so, like he
1: laid it all out on the, yeah. he, like he laid it all out on the stage, just like you would say, like Kobe laid it out on the, all mm-hmm. out on the floor. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: DMX laid his highs, his lows. You yep. know, he didn't sugarcoat anything. Yeah, like you saw everything. Like he was mm-hmm. authentic to the core. So yep. we so. salute him. Rest in peace. Another legend. Mm-hmm. But we going to make his music live on. Oh, yes. You know, because we going to bump that this week. I, I've He's been bumping, bumping that last week. I, was
0: so. I bumped it since we moved here. I've been bumping it for
1: Yeah, we, ever. we, we always bump DMX. Oh yes. oh, yes. Even so when you know, I work out.
0: Yeah, you know how I feel about DMX. You know, my father used to, like, rap like him, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. You know, I got
0: a special place in my heart for X. But, (laughs) yeah, go ahead. What are we talking about today?
1: So, we have, uh, yet again, another uh, senseless uh, killing of a young black man named um, Dante Dante Wright. Mm -hmm. Okay? And... It's upsetting to keep seeing uh, our black man fall to the hands of police. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like after you... You don't get over a killing. You don't ever get over a killing, but you kind of... There's
0: never really you, much time to get over
1: one. Yeah, you kind of like, okay, go on with your life. And you start to you know just try to enjoy life, what's of it. And then you see on the news that somebody... A black man or a black uh, girl was killed um, by police at that, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Yo, what the fuck? Like, we just, we just like went through the George Floyd. We're going through the trial now. Mm-hmm. They're talking this bullshit.
0: Oh, we knew we, they would though. So I mean,
1: yeah, but now that now they're saying with that, it was carbon ben- um, monoxide or uh, whatever,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's just like, come on." But with Dante Wright is some shit where he had a, a what air freshener mm-hmm. in his uh on the top mirror mm-hmm. and the officer asked him to take it down or something like that. Um basically uh resulted in him getting shot instead of mm-hmm. what she tried it to was do.
0: also be murdered.
1: call it what Yeah, murdered. Mm-hmm. Um he was shot in the chest and killed. Um And basically the officer I don't know her name But doesn't matter No it doesn't She said um She was trying to go for a taser But forgot I don't know Like I don't know how you could forget that shit Like I mean, She
0: was a 25 year veteran and said, 26 26 like, Yeah If you don't, 26, if yeah, you don't know 20... the difference between There's so many questions If if you don't know the difference between A Glock and a taser As a 26 year veteran That's a problem um, But also if you cannot compose yourself as a veteran of 26 years um, in the line of duty that you're in to the point that you're putting other people at risk. Like, he's never going to see his 21st birthday because you made a mistake, right? Right. Uh, A mistake that results in a life, I I feel like that has a little bit more weight. I don't care what uniform you have on. Right. So
1: It's like, I mean, you could, like, the thing that's upsetting is that you could be a, a white mass murder. I'm going to say it, a mass uh, murderer.
0: Yeah, the dude that was having a bad day. kill
1: nine people and yes. be make, okay make, at the end. they yeah. just handcuffed.
0: And been and, and literally, this is a crazy thing to me. Again, this motherfucker who shall remain nameless killed what, like eight or nine people because he was having a bad day.
1: Yeah. The and... police
0: chief had the fucking audacity to actually verbalize that. In a press conference, like that he was having a bad day. Everyone has bad days. In this press conference, oh well, it was a mistake. This is not a clerical error. Someone died.
1: Several people died. Like
0: you know, so it's like
1: It's like this shit, you know, since you know, cause but back then we wasn't old enough to kind of know what was going on. But I remember even back to the freaking Sean Bell, that's how back I go back mm-hmm. to that shit. You know. But um it's sad because he he Dante Wright had a son. Mm-hmm. Uh I forgot how old he is. He's now.
0: almost two. He's
1: almost two. Almost two. And he will grow up and basically have no father. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he'll be raised by I guess the the father, the grandfather. But it's just sad because it's like, for what, you know? Um, He didn't deserve it. He could have still been here if it wasn't for this stupid ass officer who decided to take out a a gun instead of using her taser. She could have just, it would have been better if she would have just let him, whatever, if he was gonna go in his car and get away, whatever, instead of um, shooting. You know, because you have to know, like, you can't, you can't just say, oh, it was a mistake. Like, a mistake is like when you step on somebody's shoe.
0: You shot him square in his chest.
1: Like, you had a motive, like, you know, I don't want to hear that bullshit.
0: I just, it's exhausting. Me, personally, <laughs> it's hard to keep up, um... And I don't even watch, I, I was never per, a person to really um, necessarily watch those videos. So like when there's a body cam or, you know, us getting like release of the video footage that generally plays nowadays, um, I don't click it, right? So I always kind of go into it without the full picture that everyone else has, because I don't have the energy to watch it anymore. I don't. And it's just exhausting that this is still the conversation that we're having. I mean, it's not surprising. But it's still exhausting. And I think at this point also, because I was thinking back to like 2016, right. So again, I can't even remember what happened, or like who the hashtag was at that time. But I remember explicitly an Instagram post that I put where I had reposted, you know, I'm, I'm tired of morning suns that I haven't even had yet. Like I'm tired of, you know, the anxiety of Drew walking outside of the house, you know, mm-hmm. and he's, he's a pretty quote unquote un, um, uh what is it like on what's the word I'm looking for? like a un- non threatening black man, mm-hmm. right, at least in countenance right he he got the muscles and all that other stuff, but he's he's quote unquote non threatening uh but even then it's still like like how how do you exist in your humanity when it's literally villainized right, and there's nothing you can fucking do about it exactly because. Like I know we're gonna get into it eventually, but I feel like this is a perfect segue too. Like, the the army veteran, right? Mm-hmm. Karan Nazario served his country. Was polite to a fault with fucking pepper spray in his eyes, and was still treated like shit. And mm-hmm. the narrative there's still some justification. Like I don't understand how how it's so hard for people to dig deep within. Just basic fucking humanity, right? Like, people are saying, oh, well, you know, he could have been impersonated in an army veteran. He could have just had on camouflage. Right? Like,
1: like, who goes just, out and who, go, who got time to do all but that? But even
0: so, what the fuck, so what?
1: Like, that's when we talk about grace.
0: Yeah, like, Maybe at I, what point in humanity do you care enough to give another person grace when their life was taken senselessly? Like, and I know a lot of people love to tout this whole well what about black on black crime and killing each other it's like i expect criminals and fucking pieces of shit to be criminals and pieces of shit right there's bad apples across the board i don't expect a murderer to be anything other than a murderer i don't expect a drug dealer a gangbanger any of the people that you so lovingly always like to tout as the quote unquote um marker for Mm -hmm. decency in the black community. I don't expect much, right? But I am told to expect more from someone who took an oath to serve, Mm -hmm. right? So you don't get to be a bad apple. As fucked up as it sounds, you don't get to make a lethal mistake that ends in a life. You're trained to do better. You're trained to know better
1: yep yeah like you you serve a country and you come back home to have to deal with that that's just basically like fuck you yeah like basically you know fuck your service fuck what you think you stand for but you know fuck all that shit like i'ma fucking pepper spray you to death like you know and I haven't been pepper sprayed, but I've seen videos, and that shit doesn't look like a tickle. Like, that shit is, I think that shit is 100 times worse than fucking cutting onions. Because if oh, you yeah. ever cut onions, yo, <laughs> yo, I cut onions, like, last year, my fucking eyes is fucking burning me. Yo,
0: you stay setting yourself up for failure, though. Yeah, because
1: I want to see, like, it w- was it, like, really that serious why
0: did you do that like you don't respect your eyes for someone who has that like shit... semi perfect vision like cutting onions just to do it to see if it'll make you cry fucking so pouring alcohol on your forehead and thinking that it's not going to pour into your fucking eyelids like
1: yeah i had like, an experience you, you
0: go, you but it.
1: that you know pepper spray like come on just the word pepper like really <laughs> it's fucking going into your eye like and he's he has his hands up being compliant and fucking dickhead officers continue to fucking pepper spray him as if it wasn't enough because eventually he's going to get in the air right like mm-hmm. you know so it's just it's just a whole bunch of crazy shit and it's always shit that happens mm-hmm. right after the the first incident so i think the first because incident you was can't a- really
0: it's kind of like Wanting to come up for air and not being able to because it's kind of like yeah. holding tension in your body until the other shoe drops and there's always another shoe, always mm-hmm. another
1: shoe. Yeah,
0: right. And again, like I don't want to hear the whole black on black crime shit. Like I don't expect anything from criminals. Are you telling me again? Like this is the consensus of all cops are not the same. All oh, right, I I wholeheartedly believe that. But at some point, you have to look at the core of what the fuck is going on, right? And <laughs> Either you're telling me to trust them with my life, because that is what they're doing, protecting and serving the community, or you're telling me that I should warrant them just like I warrant a regular fucking criminal on the street who does does not care about taking a life. You can't have it both ways.
1: Yeah, because then I was like, you you know, like like what Booba said, she's like, okay, um, you know, we post to trust these people with our lives. That's why we call 911. But it's like you you wanna you want to like yeah we need to call nine one one if we are in danger. But then it's like we have a second thought.
0: How many of- instances? I can't again. Like it's hard to keep count. How many instances have we seen? Also, again, I I really do uh, revel in, in social media because of this particular reason because it's a lot of um, com- compliance in so far as just like not challenging because you're not seeing it. And even when you do see it it's still challenging, like the fact that we're having a trial, mm-hmm. uh, when there's a full ass fucking video <laughs> showing exactly what happened at, at various angles, like that just tells you all you need to know, but it's like, the digital age that we live in social media, I'm, I'm. Grateful for, because you get to see things that you would not have seen or believed otherwise. Coming from the mouths of black people,
1: exactly. Right.
0: So, like, mm -hmm. how many times have folks called the cops, and then the person who called the cops is black, but Mm -hmm. they are then the perpetrator or the aggressor when the police arrive on the scene? Like,
1: yeah, it's like, come on, like, when is it? When is it really gonna stop? Like, we've been going through this shit for so, so, so long. And it's like, when is the cycle going to end? You know, because it's, 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 it's getting worse every day. Uh, people might say like, yeah, you know, they had slavery. Yeah, that's true. I'm not like, I would never, you know, down shame say like, that's the worst, like being lynched and, and all of that, you know? But I think is every, every error has their, their error. You know, every error has their error.
0: Oh, I like that.
1: Yeah, every era, just like, I'm going to just like translate from basketball. Mm -hmm. We can't compare greats that was in the past to now, Mm -hmm. like LeBron to Jordan. Jordan had his 90s era. Kobe had his 2000 era. Like Everybody has their era, Mm -hmm. and it should be just stuck in that era. We going through what's going through now. Mm -hmm. Um, We trying to figure it, it out.
0: Pick it the fuck out cuz there's, there's um, visuals now there wasn't i mean there's yeah. kind of visuals before
1: but yeah well it, it wasn't like actual footage of you know showing like the cam and stuff like that on the officers mm-hmm. um and it's just like and that that right there is like being aware that you do have a camera on you and you still choose to act um in the way you act like killing innocent Black men, innocent black women, Um, you know, Sandra Bland, for example. Mm -hmm. You know, if we didn't have cameras, then we wouldn't have, you know, had any clue what happened to her. Mm -hmm. But it's just, it's just crazy. Um, Like Boo said, like, I'm getting, I'm getting so tired. Like, and then we're raising, you know, our daughter you know, in this crazy ass world and I'm pretty sure most of you have your kids that you're thinking about when they go outside and have to face the world and stuff like that. And, you know, they have questions at the end of the day that you can't really answer. Mm-hmm. Um, it, It's hard. It's difficult, you know, to kind of maneuver uh, the truth around them because you want to, you don't want them to live in fear, but you also want them to be aware that shit is going to get real, you know?
0: Should be. I I think, I don't remember if we had this conversation in one of the past episodes about blackness, but I'm really interested to, to know, like, at what point do you stop being cute? Right? At what point do you stop being innocent and start? Being seen as a threat, like your your innocence and your childhood, um, isn't experiencing again. I can only speak for myself and like what I've seen in my particular community. But it's like looking at someone like, um, you know, Tamir Rice, Mm. right? He was cute when he was eight. He's a threat at thirteen, right? You know, so. The fact that children don't get to be children because again, it's like your humanity is being policed. Right? It's a it's a larger issue. Mm-hmm. Because again, what Drew said before, where it's like if we flip the script and actually look at it from a different perspective of, you know, a Dylan Roof, he actually murdered people
1: mm-hmm. yep.
0: no sign of remorse right but there was still a level of humanity given not only in how we, he was accosted right because he's still fucking alive today yeah. but also how he was covered right yeah, he mental health burger mental and shit. illness like is he hungry and it's like again like where is the line Right? Like, why is mm. it that when it comes to being able to see somebody's humanity, you can see it so clearly with someone who um, is suffering from mental illness or showed signs of mental illness and then as a result took lives, right? But you yeah. you, 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 question somebody's humanity because they're not fully compliant with a gun in their face?
1: Yeah, that shit is, like, that shit why, is ridiculous. What, why like, why are
0: you so gung-ho about villainizing someone who literally died at the hands of police officers unnecessarily
1: yeah because to you um, it was
0: necessary because they didn't follow it orders and shut the fuck up so that means they deserve to die nah but they should have complied okay so you're saying that they deserve yeah like
1: i I, like like uh going back to my story that i had put it up that that i had put up uh earlier Mm -hmm. um it had like uh the the sayings that they the uh, people that they killed
0: yeah air um, fresh from there. all of them that's air fresheners
1: skittles um you know uh it's a list of them i can't remember all of them but it was just a whole there's list
0: a, yeah there's too many
1: and i was just like just it was just like damn like
0: but that's what i'm saying though like you damn. can't you can't have an air freshener you can't have a, a can arizona like you can't have um skittles you can't have like cigarettes you can't, you, can't, you can't have cigarettes you can't use kind of bills like you can't uh you can't live you can't exist but you can shoot up people yeah like and, you. and 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 the the consensus is that you had a bad day exactly like maybe george floyd was having a bad day where he he was like shit i ain't got shit but this 20 but I'm i'm really hungry right now right but no you didn't see that Because again, the idea is to villainize people first. And I'm like, yo, like, doesn't that seem a little off that you can show grace and humanity to someone who literally is no longer breathing because of a mistake at the hands of people who are supposed to know better, be trained to do better, right? But the humanity of someone who just took innocent lives is seen right away. Oh, maybe mm. he has mental health issues.
1: Yeah, they like they always like to even, th- I can't, down it down I can't to that.
0: Remember the, the dude that um, again because I can't even keep up with, it's too much. Yeah, there's to so even keep many, up with all so many. There was definitely um, uh, the guy who did have mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Right, the police were well aware of him having mental. Oh health yeah, issues. yeah. They... And if you guys remember his name again, let me know. Like at this point, I'm I'm pretty numb to the details of a lot of these things. So. I personally turn off social media and I don't really follow like this is Drew's conversation. I fully didn't even really want to have this conversation. But um, like there's been, again, there's all of these disclaimers that people like to tout as Mm -hmm. justification have literally been realistic scenarios that still resulted in brutal or deadly force at the hands of police officers.
1: Yeah. So we can't
0: be mentally ill. We can't be down and out. We can't be anything but 100% perfect at all times. And even when you are, like um Mr. Nazario is still, like, damn Yeah, big like big, that. Big, yeah, big.
1: like he they they perpetrated the shit out of him. I was just like god damn, like, you know, I could imagine how his fucking eyes are feeling and he's still being compliant. Like mm-hmm. that shit don't make no sense at all. Like, I, I was just like like you said, like Tiff said, I was just so numb. Like I was just like, "Yo,
0: that takes I shouldn't even of, like, feel like this." And, like, yeah,
1: I shouldn't even feel like just this.
0: Resilience, like... and I think that that's probably largely related to his army background. Like his capacity to sit there and, and like actually still swallow.
1: Yeah, and then what if? Okay, all of
0: that shit while still, you know, what if? Yeah, what if he
1: would have jerked um at them because he's fucking blind by the fucking pepper spray. And they decide to shoot him like. Again, like the then it would have been like, oh, he he came at me, he, you know, mm-hmm. like you fucking pepper spray. I can't see shit. Like
0: again, what what is, what is it? What's the expectation here? Like, this is are crazy, we really man. holding civilians to higher standards than we hold police officers, who again made a very conscious decision to put on that uniform, put on that badge, and serve the public, right? Like, and that's not to. Downplay the risk Versus reward That's not to downplay the danger Right In the same way that you have doctors Who go through some shit Or the same way I didn't even know there was motherfuckers That had to climb up the goddamn Golden State Bridge and shit Like there's motherfuckers who do that shit for a living Like like mm-hmm. there are certain risk Associated with You know Some of these jobs obviously police being one of them and it's kind of a thankless job a lot of the times as well which i fully understand but there needs to be a different standard because expecting civilians to perform the way that um mr nazario did and even to his like detriment still getting the same treatment it's like what are you teaching I mean, you're serving people? a fucking do you, country like you, what are you teaching children who see this
1: yeah, it's you like know? no. And what hope. are you
0: teaching the people who you keep on saying, oh well, you know, just you know, go at it another day. Like don't don't think about this, don't don't hold on to this experience the next time you encounter an officer. I might encounter an officer in another two days because again, racial profiling is a thing. So you're telling yeah, like- me again as a civilian that I should have more wherewithal than someone who's trained to know and do better. Yeah. In stressful situations,
1: like same thing with the uh, I forgot her name, but it was a a girl who she was with her friends, um, and I think the officer tackled her. It was at there a was party. A of those. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was just like, yo, for real, was that necessary? Like, no verbal, no verbal, uh, warning or nothing, or you know, just just tackle her for for no reason. Mm-hmm. A female like for real like
0: honestly there's just too many there's too many examples of again just basic humanity grace and decency being absent in interactions with black folk mm-hmm. even though those interactions are fully capable of being had because they they've literally been had in instances where murder and homicide were involved
1: mm-hmm. yep.
0: you know so I don't know.
1: Yeah. Um and again, uh the the sergeant Nazario, he they're saying okay, you know, he could have been impersonating uh, someone in army fatigue or, you know, all that bullshit. But, you know, like like again, we never we never get grace. Even when we're being at our best, like ever.
0: I think the crazy thing is, and I think um, Chris Fox said this at one point. You'll probably know this joke better than me, where it's like, um, like trading places, right? Where oh, with
1: the dentist.
0: Yeah, where it's like. Oh yeah, he... status and merit—that doesn't really mean anything either, because there's status of being people love to tout about. How you serve your country and how veterans rights and like everyone was fucking up in arms about cat taking a knee oh yeah but you literally see this guy who has served his country and still is diligently complying with other offices of the law right Mm -hmm. and where's where his flowers
1: yeah y'all saying
0: that y'all love veterans so much where the fuck are his flowers he did everything right yeah, thank like thank God he's still alive. But he did everything right and he still was assaulted.
1: This is crazy. You
0: know, so it's like that status and that merit means nothing and at some point it feels like okay, is there a larger conversation? The answer is yes. That's a rhetorical question that needs to be had uh where people again are so comfortable with villainizing Murder victims, because that's mm-hmm. what they are. Yeah, villainizing murder yeah. victims and empathizing and sympathizing with murderers—like there's something fucking wrong with that scenario. There's something wrong with that narrative, and there's not too many people. There's not enough people who realize that. Um, it's not about being compliant. It's not about being digestible. It's not about any of those things. You know. So
1: it's, yeah, it's just exhausting at this point. like it's always um something that's being talked about every other month you know to the point it's just like what what else can we do like and it's not even off
0: it's even like segwaying away from the police brutality conversation right even the more recent shit that's trending now with the dude that decided he wanted to police a neighborhood because you don't belong here. Like how many times have Oh you yeah, seen that I just well? saw that
1: like, today. I'm like bro, really? Like,
0: shit, I honestly do feel like people shit is bubbling to the surface. We're going to have a volcanic uh, eruption very soon. Um I don't know what that looks like, but right.
1: Yeah, and it's just like you know, we are we are like th- this is the things that make me uh afraid to move, you know, you know, move my family, like booba and Yara mm-hmm. you know out of New York because it's like you have to deal with shit like that, like uh, yeah, at yeah, least yeah, New York is area. like diverse and stuff like that, I mean, you still go through your shit, but you know if you go to an area where it's not that many uh, of your kind and it's like
0: not of your kind,
1: you know you know black people and shit yeah. like you're gonna. You're gonna feel out of place. Like you um when you get the chance, just watch I don't know if you guys watch Blackest, but it's an episode when um Dre like he's in a white neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all know that. And he's basically
0: he, when he was jogging, I think.
1: Um, I think. Mm-hmm. I think. But it's a lot of episodes like that where they talk about race. So I if I mean y'all, that's
0: kind of the premise of the show, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if y'all ain't watching that, y'all should y'all should definitely tune into that show. It's real funny. But they also talk about like um stuff that we deal with mm-hmm. on an everyday uh basis. So
0: Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Um there there does exist. There's so many different pockets of the world, obviously, in terms of like the experiences. Um and as corny and kumbaya as it sounds, with what connects us is humanity right so the moment we lose that it's like what the fuck what the fuck are we doing what are we doing right like like drew said like we have a whole trello board uh and i strategically looked at demographic breakdown right like i have friends who i've spoken to who live in um largely white suburbs and a lot of the conversations they have to have with their children because the other kids look at them a certain way or the parents kind of like pass their house and whisper like it's like Mm -hmm. it's just ridiculous that again ridiculous not surprising but definitely ridiculous that we're still at this stage where it's very obvious that you know racism isn't an ingrained thing in terms of Mm -hmm. you're not born a racist Mm -hmm. that we've seen that time and time again but it is so heavily ingrained in the foundation in the pillars of this society that like, what, what the fuck does this shit look like?
1: Yeah. What does it's... it look
0: like to dismantle that shit, cut the fucking head off? Like, what does it fucking look like? Because this shit, this, this ain't working. I mean, it ain't never been working, but again, volcanic eruption at some point, are you going to choose humanity? Or are you going to choose your own convenience? Are you gonna choose what's good and right? Or Are you gonna choose your privilege?
1: Yeah, like think of, okay, think of your grandparent, right? Mm-hmm. Think of they their whole life been racism. Yeah, my great
0: grandmother. Their didn't do it, yeah.
1: whole life, like, mm-hmm. say if somebody lived to a hundred,
0: mm-hmm.
1: their whole life, like, they they was exposed to racism. Mm-hmm. And I'm so even talking about earliest childhood, like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. their whole life like so just imagine that being and you, you gotta and be your child well
0: like like the crazy thing is it can be 56 well yeah 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 and that's the, again we're not that far removed
1: yeah and look at us like you know most of us are in our 30s mm-hmm. you know or in our early 20s or mid 20s and we're 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 just you know pawns at this point we're just like sitting ducks it feel like Mm. you know just that's what
0: i was gonna ask you how does it feel because i know how i feel like i feel the same way i felt Mm -hmm. when i put that post in 2016 where like my caption if i recall was um like like to fear for the lives of the the men that i love the most you know Mm -hmm. my husband my father my uncles Mm -hmm. my unborn son like especially not at like senseless, you know, just stupidity. Right. Cause that's going to happen. Like Drew has had his run-ins with that shit as well too. And that shit is scary as well. But like, again, as someone who gives grace, as someone who understands grace, as someone who is, again, is not going to sit there and, and paint all people with one brush stroke to fear for them to this extent and for it to be continuously solidified and justified is a lot.
1: Mhm. Yeah, like And
0: I ain't even in your shoes. So like how does it feel for you?
1: It's exhausting. I mean, that's that's another reason why, I, you know, the therapy too. Like everything was like coming all together mm-hmm. and it's like erupt it's like erupting in your mind cuz you have to deal with you have to deal with bills. You have to deal with um, your family, right? Taking care of your family that could be stressful. Um, you have to deal with your job, and you have to deal with being uh, discriminated against. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so many stuff. You have to deal with your health if you you know have health issues. You have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Other family members. It's just so many stuff you have to deal with, and it's hard to kind of juggle all of that at the same time. And kind of just in take a break.
0: Going, in, in addition to being expected to step out, yeah, side, being on autopilot, like with a, a smile on bit. your face and just kind of eat crow.
1: Yeah, and so, it's like you know, there is no break. Like that's was like there's no there's break no, in life. No
0: room for air yeah
1: you just gotta you know find a way to kind of um adjust and
0: see but you missed my double on like there's no room for air like you can't come up for air but there's also no room for air you know oh i earth, got you air. i got you i see how you again, i see how you spend to be that. a perfect citizen in a black body you have to be a perfect citizen at all times and even then you might not get grace and humanity given yeah you. like so, yeah like, this is Drew's topic, like I said. Like, I honestly, I tune out. Like, I'm 100% that person that, like, I just don't want to talk about this shit because it's just, it's a lot, you know, um, to just verbalize consistently and continuously. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot.
0: But... um one of the things that was important for me at least in terms of this conversation even that being like the initial uh narrative is like understanding because for me now like i I already felt this way before we had yara but especially now that we have Yara's, making sure that again even in the previous blackness episodes that we talked about that we instill her worth in her because you know stepping outside of that door it might not be realized or solidified or or valued mm-hmm. so making sure that we do that shit at home tenfold uh, because she's going to know that she is royalty. She is going to know that she is perfection incarnate. Like she's going to know these things. She's going to feel them inherently and intrinsically. Right. Um, She's going to see beauty in her skin tone, not villainy. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where the other half of this title comes from where it's like it's it's it is very hard. It, it's a it's a sense of protest in extent, and that's something that I saw on Instagram too. Is um, to exist in um, you know a black body uh, freely, lovingly, unapologetically
1: mm-hmm. is
0: a protest in and of itself, right? So you are not the problem right i think that one of the things that we've spoken about in like the code switching episode as well is like it's not the job of black people or really any minorities to make the majority comfortable at the expense of our comfort
1: yeah like
0: like I'm, I'm, I'm not here to appease you. I'm not here to make myself more digestible for you because you have been taught to see me as a threat. That's not my problem.
1: Yeah, because I have to then juggle that and my job, like mm-hmm. double to do du- double duties. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. And you're just being you. Like you could just be you all day. Like, come on. Like that's bullshit. Because, you know, I'm a person. That believes like you should be comfortable in your own skin. You shouldn't have to mm-hmm. uh, freaking dance and shit or make crack jokes and shit to like, you know, make the other person comfortable or or act a certain way.
0: Have you had to do that? I, I assume the answer is yes, but
1: yeah. I mean, yeah, I had to because like it, it became a point where it's like even the way because you, if you know me, you know the way I dress. Mm-hmm. Um, I dressed like this since high school. Like, I was always like dressing like with shoes, loafers, boat
0: shoes.
1: Yeah, like that's mm-hmm. just that's just my style. Yeah. Um, and people still look to see see me as a threat. You know, I had I had muscles and stuff like that, but because
0: you're still a black
1: man. Yeah, uh, another guy could a white guy could have muscles, and they'll look at me. They'll be like, nah, like he's he's a thug. He's the
0: one we should look. Look, we gotta
1: watch him yeah and i'm like for what like
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know like and i'm not even gonna say all white people because most some some white people could just they just don't know how to approach you
0: yeah they don't know any better yeah I mean, they that's, don't that's, know how I to think approach you too as well where it's like people don't have um experience with people like all they have is media representations and I'm yeah like, like <laughs> um I don't know if we've said this before but like a lot of a lot of the times as a black person you can't really exist without some aspect of whiteness like it's kind of expected and honestly not just for black people but like you have to you're not going to go go through life without interacting or having to interact with white people mm-hmm. um you can go your whole life as a white person honestly without having to interact or engage
1: mm-hmm.
0: Uh, with anyone that's not white, right? Like you might be raised in a suburb where it's only white folks and there's probably that one black family and you know about them but no one goes to their house, right? Or you might have that one black kid but you don't have to engage with him. Like you're literally surrounded by nothing but and and you are again um, what you were saying like uh, the Dion Cole thing because I know that you told me about that earlier was like you can be white all day right? (laughs) Like yeah. you, you can exist mm-hmm. as your authentic self hundred percent of the time in all spaces at any given time. And there's no consequence to that, you know, yeah. like, and that includes like, again, being in your suburb, that's 95% white, like, and not being thought, um, or not being forced or, um, I wouldn't say forced, but not being expected to, you know, push yourself outside of your comfort zone. Like you don't have to. Right? Mm-hmm. If you in a small town and there's only again one black family, so what? You know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, like mm-hmm. there's no challenge to that because again, that's just what you're used to.
1: Yep. Right. Yes, and that's so, what so. you're
0: comfortable with. So but again, it's like at what point do we push people to be consistently comfortable with being uncomfortable because that's how tides turn.
1: that's That's how tides turn like
0: i'm i'm not your i'm not your your um token like blackness uh Mm -hmm. anti-racism 101 person like i said i (laughs) tune out because i am way too much of an empath to deal with this shit Mm -hmm. um in real time so like what i do in terms of my self-love is i turn that shit off like because i can't it, it, it's it's exhausting to be present in all of this as a black person because you can't not be present as a black person uh, and then also being expected to be present all the time yeah right like- so having an opinion all the time um showing uh emotion because you know there's another hashtag all the time or tiptoeing around people's feelings because they know what the current event is like I'm already black.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm already black.
1: Yeah. Like, I it's... don't
0: I don't I I I'm not responsible for babysitting like you said your comfort level, your emotions, your white guilt. Any of that, your privilege, I, that's not my responsibility. It's too much to deal with in addition to like Drew said, blackness 101 every day that I wake up and blackness in the media and blackness on TV and blackness in the news. Like I this too much. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm focusing on what gives me love and and support and joy which is my unit my support system my people my family my friends
1: mm-hmm, yeah
0: you know my village my community
1: yeah it's, it's it's crazy and then you you really look at it as like, you you know your parents saying be careful and you're like yeah yeah i'm i'm good i'm good
0: yeah mommy sent me some be careful stuff today like
1: yeah and you don't really know it won't really hit you until like you have kids of your own and you're like damn i'm gonna be saying that one day mm-hmm. um you know as soon as they're able to go out on their own
0: and that's the thing again as soon as they're able to go out on their own not even at the stage of like them being again 12 13 because what does that even look like? There's no, there's no book to this shit. I don't know at what point someone will see Yara as innocent or see Yara as aggressive.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: that might happen when she's eight, you know. And it's like,
1: yeah, or like look at her crazy. like, or even look at her like, oh, um, she's she's uh, catching a ten- uh, ten- temper tantrum. She must be, uh, she must be in special ed or something like that, mm-hmm. or she must be have ADHD or. Like ADHD?
0: Like TV? Uh,
1: I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean. No, ADHD. But, yeah, but that's and... what I'm saying.
0: Humanity is not given in the way that it should be because that same situation, um, you know, with another child would be like, oh, well, they just need, you know, special care or um, special care in terms of like, just sit down with them, give them attention, not they're acting out, But yeah. like, where where does the grace start? Because I'm not seeing it.
1: Yeah, this I'm is like
0: chronically not seeing it, but yeah, like we said, you guys, like, just it's a lot. Um, love on your people, uh, and yeah. yourself, right? Yeah. Take care of yourself mentally. Because this shit, yes. is draining. Yes, take those um,
1: mental health days. Tough. Yes. Because we, you gonna sure. need those. I'm
0: taking a whole motherfucking week this month.
1: Like, yeah, gonna you gonna shit. need those. Don't be afraid because you, that job will replace you just like that. Mm-hmm. So just make sure you take care of your mental, um, take care of your physical, take care of everything, all, um, all over. Just, mm-hmm. um, like Tiff said, love. Love each other, show each other love. Um, you don't have to purchase something to 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 make it, you know, because people. That's the thing nowadays too. Like, if oh, you don't buy me. something, you don't support me, or you know, and that's bullshit. You could just, you could, you could post it. That's love, right? Mm-hmm. You could take the time out to um, share whatever they're, you know, but. Basically, just love yourself and, um, you know, we're going to get through this. Love on
0: others. Sorry.
1: We're going to get through it one way or another. We're going to get through it.
0: I'm definitely, a, I'm, I'm, as you guys can see, I'm the cynic in this relationship when it comes to this. But, yeah, like Drew was saying, one of the things that I wanted to um, close out the episode with, kind of to the point where he was saying, is like um, what you can do to support, right? Right. So I found a post timely enough on Instagram, obviously given the times now, um, where it basically goes through a few things that people who call themselves allies, um, and even that word, like I don't, I don't want you to be an ally. I want you to be an advocate. Like I want you to be more than just silent. Again, because it's not, it's not it's not my job to dismantle this shit. It's not. And it's exhausting to be expected to continue dismantling it. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it was never set up to work for us. So here are a few things and catch yourself, whether you call yourself an ally advocate or whatever the case may be, um, that I see a lot of people do instead of actually committing to the work of anti-racism. And like I said, like expecting the folks that are oppressed to do most of the heavy lifting just doesn't make any fucking sense, right? That's like telling the WNBA that they don't make no money because they don't make no money when there's a larger structure at place, right? I Mm -hmm. mean, that was kind of a poor example, but you got what I meant, right? So stop doing nothing, right? Like, it's more than a hashtag to folks going through it, going through it because of proximity to blackness and actual mm-hmm. blackness. Um, so like you carrying on what business is usual and just waiting for the next hashtag. Again, that might be a different experience again for someone who is experiencing blackness or proximity to blackness than it is for someone who again doesn't really have to think about it um, if they just turn off their TV. Like stop, stop doing nothing. Like if you, if you want to commit to the work, fucking do it. That looks like a lot of different things right? Stop pointing the finger at those people, Mm. right? Like exceptionalism is not, is not the answer. It's not the answer. So removing yourself from people who are experiencing that privilege, when you also benefit from that same system and privilege is not helping anyone. And it's damn sure not helping the people that you're advocating for, i.e. people of color, black people, so on and so Mm forth all right like stop policing black people stop telling us how to feel stop telling us how we should engage with the current events stop telling us how we should um maneuver and navigate to make other people more comfortable Mm -hmm. with our humanity Mm -hmm. okay stop blaming us not compliant stop blaming our tone stop blaming our aggression stop blaming our passion Instead of blaming the people who are literally taking lives. Yep. With no consequence. Right? And stop with the public declarations. Like I it's it's nice um that you want people to know that you're an ally. It's nice to know kind of, you know, where you stand, right? But All of those public declarations don't mean shit if you're not on the ground doing the work itself, right? So if you got a racist-ass aunt that always be going off at the mouth, check that bitch, right? Just like uh, all these little um, Gen Xs that we're seeing on Instagram and TikTok really socking it to their racist-ass grandparents and mothers and fathers, do that shit, and I want to see it. I absolutely want to see it,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: right? Don't just... Trend, what's trendy, like that whole black box stuff that people was doing. Okay, you posted a black box, but then the next day you was on brand. And then the next day, because again, it's it's a lot. Like like I said in the quote, this is a life sentence. This is not something that you get to tap into when it benefits you um, because it is ongoing until it's resolved. Mm -hmm. There will always be, unfortunately, there will always be another name. So what the fuck are you going to do about it? Again, as the people with the privilege, what are you gonna do about it? And stop allowing your comfort to limit your capacity to be a true ally and advocate, right? All of this shit is taboo. All of this shit is very sensitive. It's not comfortable. It's very difficult. Kind of like therapy, right? Yeah. Yeah. But your feelings being hurt or you like this, again, chick that will remain nameless, um, making a a senseless mistake should not mean the end of someone's life.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Right. And that's something that you have to continue enforcing within your circles because I'm not in your circles right if you are of just complete whiteness and all of your um and all the pockets of your life like what are you doing to push this shit forward like what are you doing granted you don't have to do anything but again are you are you satisfied with what with what's going down right now like are mm-hmm. you are you fully and inherently okay with this being the life that your children are born into yeah cuz that's my motivation for most of this shit yep right and stop demanding free labor from, from from black people like I said I am not your encyclopedia I am not your wikipedia I am not your black <laughs> person to tell you all the things that <laughs> yeah. you should feel and do I am not here to tell you what books to read that is not my fucking job
1: yeah that's true
0: and stop coddling whiteness stop coddling and pacifying the very structure that is dismantling the humanity in our society just fucking stop it make people uncomfortable
1: yep I totally agree with that.
0: And with that being said, we will what?
1: We will see y'all when we see y'all. Peace.